Welcome to the Give Back Economy, a podcast about social innovation and social enterprise. Now with your host, Peter Miller. And today we're going south of the border to New Jersey. Talk to Angela Calzone, who's the president and CEO of Inroads to Opportunities. And we'll find out a little more about that in a minute. But first of all, Angela, let's talk about your academic background, which is quite extensive. Well, first of all, thank you so much, Peter, for having me. It's a delight to be with you today. Um, in terms of my academic background, I have a, a Bachelor of Arts degree from Uppsala College, uh, which is unfortunately no longer there. Um, and I majored in English and Business Administration, and I have a master's uh, degree from Fairleigh Dickinson University uh, in corporate and organizational communications with an emphasis on crisis communications. And I've certainly had my fair share uh, uh, in throughout my career and my ability to use that um, uh, crisis, crisis degree. So, um, that's uh, I was very fortunate to also be an adjunct professor for so many years, uh, both at Fairleigh Dickinson, at Kane University, uh, Berkeley College of Business, and some of the area county colleges. So I have had um, a great time with that. And I think when you teach, whether you're a full professor or an adjunct, you tend to to learn more than you than you teach. Um, so that was quite a gift. Uh, a while ago to be able to do all of that. Mm -hmm. uh, here's the next challenge to go through your work career. Oh, gosh. <laughs> it is, it is. And I won't bore you with all of those details. But, you know, I started out many years ago in uh, New Jersey radio broadcasting before there was podcasts and internet. So I, I'm dating myself a little bit. Um, so I started out in, in New Jersey broadcasting, which led me to a, a career in, in marketing and communications and public relations. And that's where I think I started to understand how important it is to be able to verbally communicate and communicate in writing, how important and sharp your presentation skills need to be, regardless of what business or industry you're in, whether for-profit, non-profit, family business, uh, multinational, you know, organization, uh, that the only way we are able to meet our goals and get what we need and advocate for ourselves is through communication. So that's sort of been the foundation of my career. And that helped propel me uh, as a communicator. It's not that I'm smarter than anyone else, but that was able to forge a real path for me once I understood how important communication is and being effective at it. Uh, so I've, you know, gone from marketing to uh, chief operating officer, project manager. I've spent some time in human resources and had my own business for a while. I was a bit of a serial entrepreneur, having a couple of different uh, ventures. Yeah. And um, now I am blessed with the uh, the pinnacle of my career, I like to call it, is I can't imagine being any place else but as the president and CEO of Inroads to Opportunities, we're a Union County-based nonprofit organization. We serve about 400 people a year with um, a variety of disabilities, 
age ranges from 16 to retirement. And what what a pleasure this is to serve this community and uh, and their parents and families and guardians and just the Union County community at large. So, Angela, what are some of the programs you offer? I know it was kind of a long list. Yes. Yeah. Maybe we should limit it to, say, the top three. Sure, sure. Well, I could tell you this way. We could back into it by telling you, I'll tell you what we don't do. What we don't do is uh, we we don't have residences. We don't have group homes. We are purely a day facility. And that is weekday, not even weekends. And the majority of our focus is making sure that individuals with disabilities, uh, and those disabilities could be physical, intellectual, developmental, mental health, um, uh, visual impairment, um, speech impairment. But it's important that everyone has the right and privilege to work and uh, with work have every option that every one of us that are not disabled have. And so that's why inroads exists. So in that vein, we have transition programs. It takes high school kids with special needs from school to work. If they're not ready for work, okay, we have another program that takes them through, you know, life skills and preparing pre-vocationally for, for employment. Um, we also have a supported employment area. And those folks work with uh, individuals who are ready and willing to go out there and get a job. Uh, we coach them on how to do their resume, how to conduct themselves during an interview, what to wear on the job. And once they get that job, we stay with them on that job to make sure that they are um, maximizing their capabilities as an employee and uh, doing everything they need to do to create job satisfaction for themselves and meet the needs of their employer. Uh, upon retirement, we have programs like day habilitation where folks can come and just enjoy the company of others and go on day trips and do arts and crafts, have music therapy. So we really run the gamut from the time that an individual with disabilities gets out of high school right through the whole work life cycle until they retire. We've got something for everyone. So it's almost like you have an alumni group. We do. We absolutely do. Yeah. It is. It is. So talk about your team. Oh, gosh. We have a terrific team at Inroads. Um, one of the things that Inroads is actually kind of famous for in the social services community is the longevity of the staff. Um, our directors, our leadership team, uh, even those that work as direct support professionals, you know, working directly with our participants. Uh, some of our folks have been there, oh gosh, right out of high school, at 20, 30, 40 years even on the job because they are that committed to our mission uh, and they are that loyal to our participants. I mean, it's they've all grown up together, which is really wonderful. You know? And they've all started their careers together too, which is great. You know, and of course we have new new people coming in. We've got uh, smart, young, technologically savvy uh, counselors and rehabilitation specialists. Uh, and then we also have young, smart, technically savvy participants coming in too. So we've got to keep pace with our folks. You know, 
So we have a nice diverse uh, employment population as well that supports our individuals and our mission. You also recruit and employ volunteers. We do have volunteers from time to time. Uh, being a volunteer at the center, there are, there is some training that's required and some screening. Um, uh, but we do, we have volunteers that work with us. Largely at this point, they work with us on our special events. And we have a number of uh, special events that we do, whether it's the participant holiday party or, uh, you know, we have a spring dance. We also have Valentine's Day and holiday parties, uh, Thanksgiving luncheons, holiday luncheons. Uh, we're a busy place. We're very social. Um, and then we also do events in the community. We are uh, often at Hot Rods and Harleys, which is a, a, a biker and, and uh, you know, fast cars kind of a, a, an organization. And they, they put on an event every year and we make sure we have a table there. Um, <clears throat> we're in, involved in a lot of the area chambers of commerce. So whenever they have their spring and fall events, we are certainly there to participate. And so we exercise our volunteers at that point as well. So to bring this down to a personal level, there are uh, three individuals, and I know this is not an easy question to answer, but three individuals that maybe stand out or have gone out of interest. Oh, gosh. We have, like I said, to, to choose from 400 a year is uh, kind of a needle in a haystack. But uh, we, we have so many remarkable people with incredible talent. Uh, one one I can tell you about, we have uh, an individual who is uh, part of our cafeteria services training program, and uh, this individual works, and he prepares breakfasts and lunches for everyone, staff and participants alike, um, and he's very active and visible in, in the kitchen area. Um, and one day I was going to my car in the parking lot, and it was a beautiful spring day. And I hear this booming operatic voice. Uh, and I thought, whoa, who's got, you know, the QXR on or who's got the classical music station on? But it's this beautiful acapella uh, uh, music. And I'm looking around, I'm looking around and no one's in their cars. And lo and behold, it's this young man waiting for his bus to come, pick him up. And I said to him, where on earth? earth did you muster that up he said I, I love to sing um and we have a number of people like that who are so multi-talented so uh our music department has actually started the inroads choir and they actually they put on a, a holiday show i know they're going to be doing another one in the spring uh we have participants who are very accomplished music musicians and artists and writers um it's just it's an incredible place you know you're you're we when i came into this organization one of the lessons i learned is that it's not it's it's really about language and language kind of informs how you think we never refer to someone as a disabled person because by having that adjective first, it defines the whole person. But we say individual with a disability because that's just one aspect of the individual. This is also an individual who is an accomplished singer, an individual who enjoys sports, an individual who has a disability. You see the difference in the language. 
And so we are very conscious of that um, because that disability is only a small slice of who that person is holistically. Well, I have uh, two disabilities myself, so I can relate. Mm -hmm. I was also a professional, so I can also relate. Oh, okay. So having said that, okay, so having said that, three years from today, what's Angela going to be doing? Well, God willing, I will still be in this role. Uh, I only assumed this role last year, July, and um, I am very committed in the next three years to seeing inroads through some changes, um, and those changes are really all about growth and sustainability. Uh, we want to be able to touch more people and their their families and their community with more services, and we really want to be um, that place of integrated support for the population that we serve. So if that means, I was just speaking with someone today uh, about a program that started in central Jersey that I'm just in awe of. Um, and it's a college transition, for example, for those, those individuals who have completed their high school career and um, they want that college experience, but maybe some of their disabilities may be causing some uh, additional challenges for them. And this college transition program is something that I think would fit very nicely into inroads. And you know, that where there's that, there's 10, 15 other programs and services. So we wanna pace ourselves, of course, uh, but we want to be able to give as much as possible to this community and make as much available as we can. A college program out in California, and I interviewed uh, the two principals of that organization. Yeah, it's college based, and they are right. wonderful folks. Isn't that San Jose? I, I'm not sure, but I will send you article. Oh, that'd be great. So, having said that, um, what kind of jobs do the folks that come out of your programs get? Uh, there's a variety of programs. Um, we we have three certificate training programs, so we put a lot of folks through those. Uh, as I mentioned, we have cafeteria, so we have a Surf Save Food Service Professionals program, and that is a nine-week training course. Um, and uh, upon completion of that course, an individual earns their certificate after they get the test. Uh, and so they can work anywhere from, you know, a, a retail restaurant establishment to a school cafeteria, hospital uh, um, food service facilities. Um, it, it really runs the gamut in the food and beverage in a hotel they could they could work at. So our program really prepares them for the food service industry, regardless of, of what, uh, uh, you know, structure that takes. We also have a janitorial services training program. So that's obvious. Once they get their certificate, they can join a maintenance crew, um, either a private company or, you know, uh, as a, within a maintenance organization where they go out to different organizations to clean. Uh, we have, let's see, we've got our uh, OSHA forklift training uh, so they can learn how to be a, a forklift operator. Again, these are all certificate-based programs that uh, disabled and non-disabled individuals can uh, alike can take. Um, 
and we have a lot of folks who enjoy working in retail. Um, in the school systems, as aides, uh, daycare, you name it. It's, it's as diverse as any uh, employment agency that you would find, you know, people coming in and out of that. It's really, it's to the needs of the individual and the desires and goals of the individual. And now you have an alumni. Yeah. What do they do? Well, uh, they really enjoy the company of each other. They do a lot of uh, community-based outings. So if they're not at the movies or bowling or at the aquarium, we uh, work with the municipality of Roselle Park. We have a community garden that's about to start up soon. Uh, as soon as I think the last frost is done, <laughs> the garden starts. Um, so they're out and about in the community an awful lot. Um, and then when they are on campus, they are doing things like um, uh, they have the option to join the choir. They can do music therapy. We have art. Uh, we're going to be establishing a yoga program uh, shortly. So there's a lot of inside activities they can do as well. And of course, every holiday we're celebrating something. So there's always a lot of work around that. In fact, on March 21st, we are celebrating at the center um, National Developmental Disabilities Awareness Month. So we'll be having a big celebration at our center then. Usually a lot of the local business folks and, and dignitaries come. And, you know, it could be our seniors putting on a presentation or our, um, you know, our students or anybody in between. So all are welcome. So, Angel, I haven't heard a book yet. When is that happening? Another book? <laughs> I don't, I don't know if there's any time. <laughs> uh, uh, I didn't have time either, but uh, I came up with the idea at 3 o'clock in the morning because I'm an idea guy. Oh, really? How wonderful. <laughs> sent it to a publisher and figured it had gone into a dark hole. Right. So on social enterprise, how starting to build social Oh, that's wonderful. And, uh, You'll have to send me the name of it. <laughs> well, it's very simple. Give back economy. I like it. I like it. Wow. Right. And uh, what happened is they came back two days later and said our board likes the idea. Please send us the first two chapters. At wow. that point, I said, O-S-H. <laughs> <laughs> and so I phoned a friend and I said, congratulations, you're now co-author on a book on social yeah. innovation and social enterprise. Right. So that's how it came about. Oh, that's incredible. And we got an editor and all sorts of right. stuff. Yeah, yeah. So, Hector, and, you know, with all the stories that you're, you have, I don't think mm -hmm. it's a problem. Yeah. Well, Yep. I mean, anything is anything is possible, you know. So stay with me. And mm -hmm. when you take a break, I want to continue. Okay. So thank you for uh, joining me, Angela. Thank, thank you. you.